0: Yay! We're getting started. Woohoo! I'm like sweating. (laughs) (laughs) All the way from New York, we have Michelle Gonzalez. Woo! On Conquer Your Sexy. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for doing this with me. Seriously. Um, So we've been working together for six months now, which is crazy to say. I can't believe it's been that chunk of time already. And you had connected with me last year because we have a mutual acquaintance friend who's a really good friend of mine, Alexa. And we were doing a fundraiser online and you came and you supported and took the class and then from there we kind of chatted back and forth and finally in January we were able to set up a package for you and I would love to talk about um, because you'd never really danced before in a formal sense right and you know as a 29 year old woman going on 30 saying you know I've never danced before but I've dreamed about it as a little girl Like, why did you believe, yes, I deserve to do that? I'm going to invest in that. I'm going to spend my time on that. I don't care what anybody thinks because I want to be able to dance and I want to take dance classes.
1: Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to finally be able to make this happen. Um, So, why did I make that decision? Because, like you said, it's something that I had been craving for many many years and because of financial hardships growing up and then just limiting beliefs as I got into like my teens and early 20s I just never had the courage to just take that leap and as I did my inner work as I figured out my limiting beliefs what I really wanted what was a priority to me I realized that I deserve and I need to tap into that creativity within me and to honor my desires. So go back to what I craved as a child and give it to myself now as an empowered adult.
0: Yes. Yes. I love that. And I wanted to go through some of the words that you had come to me with When we first started, and I'm really excited, I'm gonna put in clips of your journey when I edit this in post. Um, But when you first came to me, I had asked you, I said, What are the ways that you feel when you move right now? And what are the ways that you want to feel? And some of the words that you had, let me pull them up here. You had written, you had told me that you felt stiff, insecure dependent on your surroundings, self-critical, frustrated, annoyed, powerless, and contained. And we were able to make you feel empowered, because these are the words that you wanted to feel empowered, excited, inspired, inspirational, powerful, sexy, in control, light, joyful, and fun. And the only one that you were like, I'm still working on it was sexy, right? Yeah. Talk to me more about that because I got to witness you learning to move is, is difficult. at at any age, but specifically when you're an adult, because you've already formed so much muscle memory, and you have a certain, you know, way that you're already coordinated. And it is, it can be frustrating, and it is uncomfortable for your body. It's like learning to ride a bike, but now, you know, it's the same thing. You know, at an older age, it feels a little bit um, uncomfortable. And I witnessed you push through that time and time again, and just, you're like, okay, let's dive in. And I was making you do tons of different improv exercises, like grab a chair or imagine that you are, you know, this type of character or that you have this feeling and you just dove into all of them. Um, So I would love to hear more about that shift for you and how you were able to push through because a lot of people do give up in that uncomfortable phase um, until before they even get to see the results and where you lie with that word sexy right now
1: okay so at first like you said i was very uncomfortable with my movement overall i just didn't feel i didn't feel empowered i felt like um like i cared too much about what people thought and i cared about what i looked but then I kept just reminding myself that that comfort that discomfort zone right when we're like approaching that that's where the growth actually starts. And like I came to all these realizations obviously because of I I've done so much work in the past few years not related necessarily to movement but just necessarily more directly associated with my personal growth, right. And my belief systems and just my empowerment. And that really allowed me to push through when it came to my movement, because yes, there were many times that I was like, this is annoying. Like, I don't want to do this because this is like, I don't want to be uncomfortable. Right. I will, but I do want the end goal. So it's like most of us, we just want to just skip over the process and get to that end destination, but we don't want to just navigate through that discomfort, and that's part of the process in any area that you're going to grow in.
0: Yes, absolutely. And with, with that word sexy, like why does that, that feeling still feel a little bit elusive to you?
1: Okay, so I mean, I definitely feel sexier than I used to <laughs> when I <dance. laughs> no, this has nothing to do with like what I think of myself physi- like what I physically look like, but it's like in my movement. I just feel still a little bit awkward with certain movements. Like you said, I'm not, my body's not used to certain movement flows or transitioning. So I feel like I look like, <laughs> like a robot in some situations. So that's where the sexiness is still like, you know, I've improved that feeling, but it's not fully conquered. I haven't fully conquered my sexy.
0: <laughs> Do you feel, um, sexy in your, in your everyday life or in moments outside of dance?
1: I do. I do. I feel sexy when I am in my truth, when I'm speaking my truth, when I am living my truth. And I try to do that every day.
0: So I wanted to get more into that um, because your work is all about manifestation and the little bits that we've gotten to talk when we have our sessions. I've heard, you know, some pretty big things, big shifts that you've had in your life just in this six months and then hearing bits and pieces of what your life was like before this transition phase. And I would love to hear more and and have other people hear more about your story because it's, it was empowering to hear. Like, for example, like you had mentioned, I don't know if it's okay for me to get into like your relationship status
1: yeah go ahead. okay so
0: you just got engaged
1: yes I did
0: <laughs> and you mentioned that prior to this transitional phase in your life where you were manifesting and believing that you could have everything that you wanted you were kind of in a relationship cycle that uh, you kind of had settled for that you felt was all you could get and you were just focused on you know, well, it's enough here, it's enough. And, you know, I should be grateful for. And like, it's like, how do you tell the difference between being grateful for what you have, and believing that you can have more and everything you want and and other things that you might dream about?
1: I love that question, because it's something that I make reference to often, not necessarily my relationship status, but what you just said, how can I be grateful or how can I balance or differentiate gratitude and still want more? And most people don't believe that they can coexist, right? It's like, no, you shouldn't want more. You should just be grateful, but they can, you know, gratitude lives in what am I living right now and accepting that this is what it is. And it's part of my process. And I'm grateful for this part of my journey but that does not mean that i can i have to conform to it with it Excuse me, or that i that i can't aspire more like our life is for growth right life is for creation and we're always gonna we should always aspire to keep growing while always vibrating and grounding back to your gratitude you know it's like they can coexist and they should coexist and through that gratitude you're going to manifest even better and bigger and more abundant things.
0: So balancing acceptance and gratitude and aspiring for growth. I love that. I love that. And you had also, you know, you've been traveling, you've been living back and forth between two places. So you also manifested a total like change in your your financial situation and what you were able to do in, as opposed to being in one spot based on believing and making a decision about your career. Can you talk about that a little bit more?
1: Yeah, of course. I love this one because it was like the first manifestation that I really intentionally made. Like I really, this is the first time I said, oh wow, like I actually manifested this. I'm sure of it, you know? And it was, so during the whole COVID and vaccine situation, I was working at New York City Department of Education as a school psychologist. A prestigious job right I had benefits I had pretty good pay I had summers off I had like the the dream job right I had all vacations that kids have off I had off and I got paid I graduated I got this job and I realized like this is not fulfilling like this is not what I want to do this is not what I thought it was going to be you know, I stayed because I had a contract and I I had received a scholarship that required me to stay there for six years. So I was like, okay, I'll stick through the six years and then I'll figure it out. And in the meantime, I'll explore what is really calling my soul. But then I chose not to get vaccinated and they fired me. The way I saw it was the universe pushed me. It like kicked me off that cliff. I don't know if you've seen those memes where there's a person standing at the edge of a cliff and like god just throws you off that's what happened to me because i could have acted from fear and said i can't lose my job if i don't get vaccinated what am i going to do i'm not going to have money what like all these what ifs and all these vibration of scarcity which i was feeling of course i was afraid i had just graduated a year ago from my, with my master's degree and i and i landed that job right the it job but i didn't and i allowed myself to feel the fear and I said, if this is happening and it's going against my soul's message, right? Like that, that inner knowing that like I don't feel comfortable getting this vaccine for personal reasons and, you know, that's up to each person, then that means that there's a bigger reason and a higher purpose for this situation. I remember I told myself that and said, if, if I'm going to get fired for following what my heart is telling me to do then that's what needs to happen. Then, you know, and I just acted from my heart and not from my fear. And yes, I had to go back to bartending and waitressing, which is what I did through my master's program for a few months. But then I remember I did rituals and meditations and I would manifest. I started my manifestation process of this job where I could work remote and get paid $50 an hour. I said, this is what I'm going to get. And I remember telling one of my friends that, and he was like, you know, maybe like 35, 40, you know, it's from home. And I'm like, no, I know there are people out there making that and probably even more doing what I'm going to be doing. So that's what I'm going to get. And I just, that stayed in my head. I just drilled it into my subconscious mind. I went on a couple of interviews and that's exactly what I got. I got that job that allowed me the flexibility of time, location, and that. Paid me exactly what I affirmed I would get paid.
0: Wow. Wow. And now, fast forward, you know, a couple of years later, you have the flexibility to continue to grow your business um, and to go back and forth uh, to be with your partner and be back home. And I would love to hear more about the business that you're creating.
1: Of course. Yeah. So before I got fired, I started exploring and I wanted to learn about the mind, right? I'm a psychologist, but modern day psychology doesn't really focus too much on mind and energy and conscious and subconscious. It's more like textbook theories and definitions. But I'm like, this isn't what I really wanted to study. I don't know if you know of Louise Hay.
0: I have heard of Louise Hay. And I remember
1: I had to a book about her, uh, written by her when I was like 18, 20. And I was like, this is what I want this is the the information this is the field I want to be in but I didn't know what that field was right same as uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza have you heard of him? yes like all that information I'm like how is this not psychology like that's what I thought psychology was going to be about right when I went into it so while I continued to work as a psychologist at the schools I explored like what is this field called really because I didn't you know it doesn't really have like a, a name so I started to look at holistic learning centers or spiritual psychology. I just did a bunch of research and I started my journey on just learning about the mind, the subconscious mind, the energy that flows to and through us. And that is what I do. I'm a self-mastery coach. I actually also got training with Bob Proctor Institute. It's called the Proctor Gallagher Institute. I shared a, a
0: clip. It's the money manifestation clip. And I'd heard of Bob Proctor before, but I haven't really listened to his stuff. But that was an introduction to him.
1: I became a Proctor Gallagher consultant and hes he was, because he passed already. He was one of the greatest global leaders on the law of attraction, on human potential and prosperity. So I did a whole bunch of like, not institutionalized education after my master's. And I came to a point where I just, put all that information together, all that I learned, all the different concepts, approaches, and I guide people through learning about energy, really what energy is, what it means to have energy in our bodies and to release energy into the universe. And through that awareness and through that knowledge, wisdom, becoming conscious manifestors of all our desires and finances and love in our business, in our health, you name it.
2: Mm,
0: So powerful. We'd love to hear some of the beliefs that you shifted for yourself. I know you manifested the rate of pay that you wanted, but what core beliefs do you feel that you shifted that have changed your life?
1: So for sure, beliefs around money. Um, Growing up, like I mentioned earlier, There was a lot of financial instability. My mother was a single mom of two. She was an illegal immigrant. Money was very difficult for her to receive. And she would constantly affirm it. There's not enough money. It's not enough for me to buy you this. This is all I can afford. Just always complaining about money. And I remember growing up with so much fear around not having enough. Like since I remember being 16 years old, And just being afraid of like not having and having and like, I need to create my own safety because I don't have anything to fall back on. Like, I don't have that dad that's going to, you know, I got you, your car broke down or my mom either. Like I never, I knew I never had that like safety net. So there was so much fear around it. And instead of me being empowered and, and motivated to, to make money, I was always just thinking about not having enough. So that was definitely a limiting belief. Like money is very difficult to make money goes out faster than it comes in. Or have you heard of like filthy rich, like money's dirty, money is sinful. Oh yeah.
0: I grew up a Jehovah's witness and not that they, you know, hate money, but you learn from the Bible that love of money is, is greed and it's sinful. And so whether I consciously knew it or not, I had the belief, you know, growing up that if you were richer, if you wanted to get money, that that was a desire that wasn't aligned with God. Now, you know, I see money so differently. I see money as capability and freedom and makes room the life that you want to live. And, and I, I don't have that, that same negative feeling around like if you have a lot. I just thought that it was more humble to have less yeah,
1: exactly. And like that, the poorer you are, the more pure your soul is going to be, or something like that, you know? Like, and then I realized I started shifting as, as well as, no, that's not going to make me bad. That's not going to make me a bad person. It's only going to amplify who I am, right? Because if I have more money, I have more. I mean, we're, yes, we are spiritual beings, but we're living a physical reality. And in this physical reality, we need resources, right? So if I'm going to have more resources, I'm going to be able to reach more people and help more people and do greater things with these resources that I'm gathering. Yes, I'm going to be able to live a better quality of life. But why is that bad? Why wouldn't God want me to live abundantly? We're his children, right? If we talk about it from a religious perspective, which I'm not religious, but I believe in God. And I believe that we're all an extension of God or source or the universe, you know, I, those can all be used interchangeably. But if we're an extension of source, then why wouldn't we be able to live good? Yeah. Why can't we live good qualities of life in abundance of everything? Not just of money, but of love and of health and of joy.
0: Yes, absolutely. I think that that's such, such a key thing. And I think a lot of people who grew up religious probably have that same thought pattern, around it. And I also grew up with a single mom um, of, you know, two kids, me and my brother. But I also had my dad in the picture, you know, kind of in the background. But I had these two opposing lifestyles, living with my mom and being in an apartment, one bedroom, you know, that kind of thing. And then going to my dad, who who had a lot. So seeing both of those gave, you know, different messaging. What other core beliefs do you feel like you have gotten rid of? were transformed
1: okay so in terms of like following your passion right I used to believe because it was just impressed upon me over the years that I shouldn't follow my passion because my passion is not going to take me anywhere big right so I should just find something that's safe and if I have time once in a while I could you know doodle or whatever I'm planning to do, that shouldn't be my focus because it's not safe because it's like inventing yourself. You shouldn't invent yourself. You shouldn't design yourself. Just go find something that's already created and just go down that pipeline. Right. And I always felt like I need to find safety. Like I said earlier with the money and with, so I just needed to find something that was safe and that I felt like, okay, like there's some stability here. I know that I'm going to get paid this much money every two weeks. And that was the path that I went through until I got this job. And I realized, like, no, I don't want to be safe and miserable, (laughs) you know? And I realized, no, like, we all have these beautiful gifts within us. They're all different. Yours is different than mine. And once we tap into and once we value ourselves and we learn to see ourselves as these divine spiritual beings, then we're going to be able to see those gifts. And then we're going to be able to amplify them. And once we are able to see them and nourish them and elaborate on them, then we can make so much money using these gifts. But first we need to see ourselves, right? Create that self-worth. And it's just part of that process of following your soul's path. And trusting, developing certainty that if I'm in alignment with who I really am, everything is gonna flow in my direction. I'm gonna become a magnet because I am in harmony with the laws of the universe.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. I love developing certainty. I think that is the key piece to getting what you want in life being certain that you know what you want, knowing what you don't want, and being able to follow the things that you feel attracted to and one of the reasons I I was so impressed with you coming to me wanting to be on the journey that you were on because not a lot of people you know want to start something new that they don't know anything about and don't feel comfortable in and you felt certain that you wanted to do it certain that you wanted to continue and uh, we had started with a bunch of different styles And I gave you a little bit of belly dancing, a little bit of Latin flair. We did hip hop, and you had kind of decided to dive into the belly dancing. And then at the end, we went a little bit more into, you know, reggaeton and a little bit of that. How did you feel certain that that was what was like best in your body? Okay, so in
1: terms of the belly dancing, it didn't necessarily feel natural because you know this kind of movement wasn't normal or natural for me but I just felt very myself like flowy it kind of reminded me when I do like qigong which is like an energetic movement ritual so it's very like flowy and like I've always been inclined to do this with my hands remember like even when we're doing hip-hop I'm like (laughs) yes (laughs) so I'm like okay this kind of flows with me with like who I am like intrinsically, not necessarily that the movements looked amazing from the start, but it just felt aligned with what just came out of me. And with the reggaeton, I feel like I have a little bit of sass. And it just like let me take it out of it. Just through the movement. You
0: know? <laughs> yes. How did you get over the fear? Like there was a couple of times where you were like, um oh, my my boyfriend's coming home or like my mom's coming and then you got to the point where you're posting some of these videos online so like what did you get from one point to the other
1: okay so I remember when I was in Florida with my boyfriend my fiance I would be really nervous but at the same time I just kept reminding myself like it's okay like he knows that I'm doing this and he's not like I kept saying like he loves me and he's not gonna like make fun of me. He's not like why why should I care so much? Especially from if, if it's somebody that I love that loves me. It's not even a stranger. It's not even somebody that might judge me. And I just kept reminding myself of whatever. This is this is what I'm doing. This is what I want. And that's it. Like it was just kind of reminding myself that. Like this is my intention, reminding myself of my intention. Same with the posting on social media. I never in my life would have thought that I would have posted myself dancing. On social media, but I felt that I needed to share this journey with people. And some of the things I posted, I didn't necessarily look the greatest. Like I might have looked a little awkward, but you know, it's just part of my process. And I feel like when you just show the process, you don't show the final product, it's even more impactful. It can get to more people, and people can actually relate to. You as a person, not, you know, a, an actual person, it's not just a screen.
0: Yes, absolutely. I've found that as well with the communities and the spaces that I cultivate, that I'm always so honest and vulnerable because, especially as a leader, we feel sometimes that we have to be fearless. And that was actually a conversation you and I had that was impactful for me that you had talked about that you haven't gotten rid of fear. It's more so that you just don't act out of fear. And I think that people always think, oh, I I need to be fearless. I got to get rid of fear. And that was really impactful. Yeah, it just it really hit me because I was like, oh, it's fine that I feel scared to sometimes take a leap or or say the wrong thing or or whatever it is. I just don't have to use that fuel for my action. I just have to move alongside it.
1: Yes, yes. I love that because being courageous is not. Removing the fear, it's acting despite the fear. That's what courage is. If you're not feeling afraid, then you're not courageous because you're just, you know, you're just doing whatever. You're not scared. But when you're scared and you still act despite that very uncomfortable sensation in your body and those thoughts in your mind, that's courageous.
0: Yeah, I think that's a wonderful ending point, actually, because that's the purpose of this whole interaction that we've had together was taking a moment to be courageous, taking a chance on yourself, giving yourself the time uh, to manifest something that you wanted. And if you would feel comfortable, because I know I'm putting you on the spot here, I would love to take like um, one minute or two for you to lead through just a moment of gratitude, manifestation, a moment of meditation, because I'm on your telegram Uh, Channel And I get these meditations every day and they're so helpful. I love them so much. It takes, you know, even if I'm driving in my car, I can play it and I feel like I can still find a moment of stillness, even though my eyes are open. So I would love for people to get a taste of that.
1: Now, excuse me, because I might get, I sometimes say I'm going to do a minute and then it's like two and a half minutes later. So if I get a little carried away. Okay. (laughs) Okay excusing myself in advance, but I'll try to keep it to the point. Okay. Okay. So let's go ahead and start finding our connection to our breath.
3: (sighs) Creating length in our spine, relaxing our shoulders, visualizing that there is this invisible string attached to the crown of our head. Pulling us up,
1: pulling us up until we can't be pulled anymore. Really creating that length in your spine so that that
2: energy can flow through you
3: with ease.
2: And breathing in love and light
3: and releasing. Anything that may be weighing you down.
1: With your inhale, I invite you to go ahead and visualize that it's a dose of life that's entering your body.
3: With your exhale, visualize that
1: energy that needs replenishing cleansing and recycling, exiting your body. Let's go ahead and do a few of those.
3: And with the next inhale, You're going to breathe in the abundance of love, of light
2: that there is in the universe. And it's entering your
3: body and it's reaching every single cell in your body.
2: making you abundant.
3: Allow yourself to
2: connect to the abundance in the universe with each inhale. Becoming a magnet for more abundance.
3: For soul-driven success. Allowing you to vibrate at a higher frequency so that from this high frequency you can become a conscious manifester of your health, of your finances, of your love life, of your
2: Successful business.
1: And now placing
3: one hand over the other on our chest. Let's create a moment of gratitude with the certainty that the vibration of gratitude
1: is so high and it brings us closer to the creative forces of the universe.
3: So I invite you to find three things that you can genuinely express
2: gratitude for. And allow those three things, the energy that comes with those three things,
3: to fill your heart and to fill your whole physical
2: and energetic life. Thank you, thank you, thank you, God, Source, Universe, Creator. Thank you infinitely. Okay. And just slowly start inviting some movement back into your
3: body in whichever way feels
2: necessary for you at the moment and when you feel complete go ahead and open your eyes I got teary-eyed uh, me too
0: yeah I'm so grateful. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you for having me. This is awesome.
0: Yeah, I am so happy that we got to work together and connected. And I am excited to manifest the next step for us being to envision a retreat of some sorts where we can bring a lot of value.
1: I think the first step is to create the vision, create the vision and like start to actually visualize it start feeling the emotion that comes with that.
0: Yes. Where can people find you? Um, how can people work with you? Uh,
1: okay. So I have a membership program. I can, should I write it out in the chat?
0: You can go ahead and say it. And then you can also send it to me and I'll put in there. So
1: it's through Patreon. I don't know if you're familiar with Patreon. So it's patreon.com slash cosmic with a Q instead of a C. So it's actually pronounced Cosmic U, but I made the Q. Yeah, that's a fun fact that a lot of people haven't picked up on yet. Cosmic U. So that's why it's like a capital Q.
3: Okay.
1: With Michi. That's the Patreon. And you can find me on Instagram, Michi Rico. I don't have a website yet, but I am working on that.
0: Okay. I'm excited to see it. Where did Michi Rico come from?
1: that's actually my mom's last name that's my i'm michelle gonzalez rico
0: (laughs) okay your mom and your dad are colombian yes oh my god so you're full colombiana i am yeah So a lot of people think it's like
1: oh rico suave no that's actually me i identify like like my mom raised me Mm -hmm. pretty much on her own so when she when i she get when i when i give birth when she gave birth to me she named me Michelle Rico, and my father had the audacity to go and change it to Gonzalez. <laughs> so in Colombia, I'm Michelle Rico.
3: Ah,
0: okay.
1: But at heart, I'm Rico.
0: Okay, okay. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I don't get to meet a lot of Colombian girls, so it's been nice to have you and Alexa in my life, my fellow Colombianas. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I think we
2: did it.